Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. My name's Imran, TJ Sutherland, Dan Collicott. With new episodes released on the first and third Mondays of the month, catch Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast at foreverinelectricdreams.com. Welcome, one and all. You're listening to the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. Just to remind listeners, podcasts were released on the first and third Monday of every month. So you can go to foreverinelectricdreams.com uh, and at Forever Electric on Twitter to check out the latest recordings and catch up with what's going on. But here and now, I am with TJ Sutherland. Howdy. And Imran Mirza. Hello. And I am Dan Collicott. And today's podcast is all about 90s and 80s cartoons. So the things that basically shaped our formative years, because I believe we're all pretty much the same generation. I think. Is that that a question or is that... (laughs) I'm pretty sure we're all old, is what I'm saying. (laughs) All right, yeah, okay. (laughs) Can confirm. So, talking about the cartoons that really um, brought our childhoods to life, the things that got us up in the morning, uh, because I would say, and I don't know if you you, you guys agree with me, I would say probably about 70% of the cartoons I watched were probably first thing in the morning, um, on weekends, and then the rest of the cartoons uh, I would watch would be, you know, uh, between half three and five o'clock um, after coming home from school. In fact, probably about, mm. probably about 50-50, really, when I think about it. Mm. Um, but in terms of, let, let, let's, go, let's go second or third favourite cartoon that you you remember most fondly and um, I'll put that one to TJ to start off with oh second or second or bloody hell that's oddly specific yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> I'm going to open with my ninth favourite <laughs> um second or third okay uh, I probably have a couple of joint favourite so second or third like a little bit lower down the tier probably getting into the realms of I don't know if you guys remember Jason the World Warriors in uh, in the yeah. 90s 80s late 80s yeah um yeah um not, not to be confused with Chorton and the Wheelies no was that a thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah <No>. sorry <laughs> yeah a dead um, reference there we go. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Jason the World Warriors, I uh, really enjoyed that one. Um, oh, what else? Probably se- kind of second tier. Centurions is probably in the second tier of stuff that I enjoyed as well. Um, let me see. Visionaries, quite enjoyed that. Um, re- weirdly, I watched that, rewatched that a couple of years ago, the entire se- series of that some reason I found it somewhere. Um, Is there a lot of it? Uh, no. With all, one thing I found actually, which uh, which is interesting, it's interesting when those cartoons get syndicated or you know whatever it is, they only ever get 
well, most of the time, I think they only ever back then they only ever got. I think it was something like sixty-five episodes made, like in total. Okay. Um, and I think it was that was for like uh, for like the season of when the cartoon would be running. Um, and it was uh, and it was something to do with. I can't remember exactly what it is, but yeah, you, if you go if you go back and like research all those cartoons that you loved that you thought went on for years and years and years, actually there were only ever like sixty five episodes made, and obviously they just replayed them and replayed them and replayed, and replayed them. But yeah, only sixty five episodes. Do you think that could have partly been down to merchandising? As in, they a lot of I'm not saying all the cartoons that came out in the eighties and nineties. Um, were there to promote and sell toys, but a large number of them were, and I think quite quite a few only had like a a two season run, which is probably about sixty episodes or or around that mark. And yeah. if they didn't really sell toys, it, it's like they didn't really then put as much. Well, they did just stop. They just moved on to something else. Yeah. Uh, JC the World Warriors, that's an interesting one because I completely forgot what that was until you said it. And then I remember it's the guy, I always remember the the lead looking like the the game character from Strider on the Sega. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that's a good show, actually. Yeah, it did. And it had um, some, one of the, I think the bad guy, uh, I don't know, really, he was like a brain, something like a giant brain thing. Uh, he had well, he, he had he had like a huge head, which looked oh, a bit like a brain. But uh, yeah, I think the story was that uh, the main guy Jace's dad created this uh, root monster thing by accident when he was doing experiments, and then the, um, his dad disappeared, and he was trying to find him to try and because he had this secret weapon that was going to be able to kill the bad guy that was chasing him. I don't know. It was a long time ago. But, uh, yeah. Because that one, it's funny, I, I, I always look at that one and thought of it as, as you know, similar to, to maybe the, the anime kind of cartoons of that era, but it's not. Yeah. It's French-Canadian. Yes, as a lot, as a lot of those cartoons uh, were back then as well. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Just and to, it's, um, is, is it is it the same J. Michael Straczynski, if I can add uh, his name? don't know. I don't... Th- He's done, like, I don't know, Babylon 5 and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, his name pops up on a lot of weird, random things. You're like, oh, wait, I know that guy. Um, yeah, but no, I don't think that was him. Yeah. Not the same guy? No, I don't think so. Um, but the 65 episodes thing, uh, just a quick bit of Googling. So... Um, the internet tells me many Western cartoon series have had original runs lasting 65 episodes because 65 episodes equals 13 weeks or three months of material to syndicate at one episode per weekday. So they normally like play through like, um, cause they see, I think the seasons, isn't it for, um, a network t- um, channel or whatever it is, is normally yeah. like about 13 weeks. So that's why a lot of them were 65 episodes. Yeah, stupid facts that no one really. And it was one per week day, not one per week. Yes. Wow. Yeah, but then they just they just recycle it and repeat it. 
But I, but I kind of, I don't, don't want to segue onto it too much because I know we're probably going to talk about them. But, but things like um, Cities of Gold and Ulysses, it felt like they, they had about four billion episodes that went on for years. It was probably a case of, like, you know, fuzzy kid logic where you'd watch it, but you'd end up missing. Because I didn't see the final episode of Mysterious Cities of Gold until I was like 35. <laughs> and all the time, all the all the years it was on TV, I kept on like watching it, but then I obviously missed the last episode each time, and then they just started again, and I'd forgotten what had happened before. So I just be like, oh, it's just another episode. Um, oh, and man. also, you're not, not going to believe how many episodes there were of what Mysterious Cities of Gold. Yeah, how many? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. I swear, they at least six hours each. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, and it's it's amazing how, like, we, like I say, when you think back to watching cartoons as a kid, like it felt like they were on forever. But the reality is, there wasn't actually that many. The other thing as well is that because uh, I rewatched Dungeons and Dragons a few years ago as well, yeah. and that, as much as I love that cartoon, there's a lot of repetition in that on that show, and there's a lot of repetition in a lot of these shows actually. <laughs> Well, I think that I guess they all had a budget, didn't they? And um, um, and they had to dub them in multiple languages. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh, I mean, one uh, actually, uh, Mysterious Cities of Gold was, which it could explain why that was significantly shorter than the normal sixty-five episodes, because that did actually have some continuity going through it, and they were. You know, you you the the story did progress, and they moved on from one area to the other, and stuff happened, and then they got to the end, and that was so it was actually a complete story, and they actually um, moved forward as opposed to just a bunch of stuff happening each week. Well, it's also odd to say that Dungeons and Dragons was only twenty seven episodes, whereas I I literally I thought Dungeons and Dragons was one of the most long running. But that um, and that never fit. That never finished, did it? They no. uh, they they stopped. I can't. I don't know why they stopped making it, but that got nixed. Apparently, there's it. a final episode that was written, but was never for some reason never, filmed, never made. Yeah. So yeah. they never actually got home, which is heartbreaking in its own way. But um, yeah, it's still still out there somewhere. Yeah, poor sods, just hanging Dead. out, trying to. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm just googling frantically. I found it's on a DVD release. Um, Oh, what the uh, screen? What the screen? The script or something the, like that? Uh, the unfinished episode called Requiem. But but uh, what is that? It's not an actual episode that they've put in there, is it? It's just like the you can. Yeah, remember. no, I think the actual episode. Um, What's someone film? Oh, no, the episode is is included on the first Region One DVD release in the form of a radio play. Hmm. Oh, so they oh, basically yeah. recorded the vocals but didn't animate it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's super that's interesting. That's cool. So Imran, what's your second or third favourite before we come on to the second or third favourite? Um I'll give a mega quick shout out to real Ghostbusters. Cause I was like I was an insane Ghostbusters fan and I really enjoyed that that show, that cartoon as well. Peter Venkman's full head of hair in that was was awesome <laughs> in contrast to the on screen persona that we saw. Uh, but I had a real affection for Mask as well. 
which right. I, there was a yeah. I had, I had I'm trying to think about the, what what toys very specifically I had from that one, but I was a big fan of Mask, and um, uh, so those are probably my my lower tier ones. I have two. Um, I'm I'm sitting on two as my my top. It's sort of a a, a tandem one, but uh, yeah, Mask and um, Ghostbusters, and I guess you know we have to someone at some point is going to have to shout out he-man and thundercats <laughs> because they're as as essential staples uh, of yes. this process as, as anything I think but, we, we all like them but i don't think any of us have really called them out as being our favorite so we're just kind of there and they were decent yeah. enough but okay yeah. Imran, can you can you sing me any of the mask uh, thinking? um Wow, I nearly launched into visionaries just there, and that was weird. Uh, uh, you can do that one if you want. Uh, I won't do. I won't do. I won't do either, actually. But I, I will. I will say the words to mask that I remember. Is it mask crusaders? What like working overtime, fighting crime, working that's overtime, it. fighting crime, uh, and that's that's where it will end. <laughs> See, uh, isn't it secret raiders? Uh, something, something, something. Fuck. <laughs> Someone's gonna lead the mission. Spectrum Scott, much supervision. Spectrum was the car, wasn't it? The wing uh, car. No, it was the guy that drove. Wasn't Spectrum the leader of? I think Spectrum was one of the, the characters. He was yeah, he was. Oh gosh. Yeah, he he was the leader. He drove the wing car. Yeah, he drove the wing car. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're close. Uh, I mean, they did have some cool to- toys, really cool toys. They did, and going back to an episode that we did a few, a uh, few episodes ago about like things to reboot. I mean, that's just that's ripe, isn't it? I I I'm clueless as to why that has never sort of resurfaced in any in any form. I don't understand that one. No, I mean it had it had seventy five episodes. It went a little bit. Wow. It ran for um, a little bit longer, but actually, having said that. It only those seventy-five episodes came out over the course of a year, so it only ran for two seasons for a year. So, yeah, that's quite strange. That's because, incredible to have churned out that much in such a short time. No, because I was I was crazy about the toys for what feels like a lot longer than that. Do you remember wondering... any in particular? Well, Rhino was the big truck. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I can't really remember what it did. Because um, some of them sort of transformed into flying things, like cars that flew or... Oh, a bit of copyright infringement there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a bit of a, a, a rip-off. Although, I suppose, for oh, 1985, hmm, don't know how much overlap there was. Um, but there, there was another... I think there was, there was a, the goodie. Rhino was the good truck, wasn't it? And then there was a another... A bad truck. truck, a bad truck, a black one. <laughs> that one, <laughs> that, that, that would make sense. Um, obviously, there was cars that that flew, and I remember there was yeah. a bike that turned into a helicopter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Condor. That was oh, Condor. Well Condor. remembered. God, wow. Um, and I think oh, I know that the black the black truck was called Goliath. And that's about... Was that, was that the evil truck? I think that was the evil truck. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, but yeah, I remember the, the toys. 
it might just have been me at the time being being working class and cheap, but I do remember <laughs> the toys being ridiculously expensive. Yeah, I think they were. I didn't. I didn't have any Mars toys, for, primarily for that reason. They were but it, it's pretty cool though because it had what what I kind of what I think. I don't know if you agree with me, man, because this is your pick. Do you think that the, the, the appeal was it was kind of like a cross between James Bond style gadgets and vehicles and Transformers, basically? Um, I I don't necessarily well yeah no in a way that's it's probably not how i looked at it at the time but yeah that's a fair or, or it's almost a bit like gi joe with vehicles that's as well true, that's you could probably go with that a little bit as well but um i don't know the transformers comparison is that fair i mean they're none of they're not like alive or anything are they that's just no. like a car that well, becomes a plane and well, I get. Well, I guess that's the that's the comparison, isn't it? It's having a a regular vehicle that transforms into well, there you go. Yeah, something yeah, else. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. Still, it's it's not obviously. I don't think they'd ever get into trouble, but there is a bit of. Hmm, I see where you come, you got that idea from. <laughs> Coming in, Dan. Um, what what are your second and third? random second and third favorite cartoons <laughs> of that era well you guys have kind of um you've kind of mentioned i mean uh, we, we we talked about mysterious cities of gold um i think that was choose your next words very carefully no 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 it was, it was <laughs> one of my favorites it was um <laughs> It felt like it went on a lot longer than it did. I can't really remember a lot of the plot, but um, I guess that was one of those 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 kind of um, you know, multi syndicated cartoons that it it never had a toy line, so it was quite interesting. Um, I think I have to give a shout out to um, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. <laughs> Was this? It's funny you should mention that actually, because I I had a conversation with someone about that recently. But was it only hero in this country? Uh, um, I don't know. If, it wasn't if it in was... the states. I know that, but I don't know if there were any other countries that had the the renaming uh, and the nunchuck no. removal as well. Did they actually remove the? What, so what weapons did he use? No. No, he, no, you, they he did. did no, no, the early, the early, the early. I don't know if it's early series or or, or what it was. He had uh, nunchucks, but then due to it being such a controversial, I don't know why. Like you can have a sword, you can have a sigh, you can have. A, I was going to say. Stuff. I was going to say. They, yeah, his weapon changed into like a grappling hook uh, in later <laughs> series. Like, and he would just spin his grappling hook and throw it, and it would be like, why? It's just so embarrassing. And they did that because <laughs> the first Ninja Turtle film. When it came out here, they cut the nunchuck scenes from the UK version, and then that he he never had nunchucks in subsequent movies. As a result, he would okay. use like use sausages okay. for the second one in one okay. scene. All right, and it, okay. I'm not being funny. If someone said to me, "Do you want to get hit in the face with a grappling hook <laughs> or a nunchuck?" I'd go for the nunchuck. Yeah. I don't so know what, what kind of logic is, is that? It's like Bruce Lee movies. All the Bruce Lee movies with nunchuck scenes were edited out. Game of Death, uh, Enter the Dragon. Were they? Uh, yeah, yeah. They're, and if you had seen a Bruce Lee movie uh, with nunchucks, you, it's not a UK 
initially. I mean, I'm sure that that doesn't exist now. But back then, um, you they removed all the nunchuck scenes from from Bruce Lee movies as well. Nunchucks were almost banned in this country for some. I don't know what the specific offense was um, in terms of no one had a problem with swords or guns or grenades or. Well, you know, we had a problem. Like we had a problem with guns, to be fair. Oh, you mean in well, films? Uh, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> walking um, down but... the street, the gun in your hand. Oh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, on screen. I mean, yeah, but, the yeah, lunchtime thing is weird. Thing. Yeah, I never really got it. I never really understood what the problem was. Maybe but, we had um, a yeah. maybe we had a low key ninja problem in the UK. They were maybe. trying to do something to stifle. I don't know. That's okay. weird. Back in the 80s and 90s, well, this was probably more beginning of the 90s, I think. Yeah, kids, rather than wandering around parks with carrying blades, were carrying nunchucks back then. <laughs> Sweet. Like, Means I can't get stabbed. I'd rather get hit in the back of the head of a nunchuck than stabbed, to be honest. So, fine. And you've got to be yeah. really good to be able to use a nunchuck as well. Do you know and, not, and not hurt yourself, yeah. Exactly. So, I take, yeah, you're right. I would take my chances. And if they've worked that hard to be that good, that, fair enough, fair dues. Like, I'll yeah. take the hit. <laughs> like, here's my wallet. That's quite impressive that you just yeah. it around and everything. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> so, basically, I'm going to call out a couple of UK-based uh, animations, cartoons, and I'm going to go with Danger Mouse. Yes, legendary. Um, they remade it, I think, quite recently. They've they did, yeah. They've kind of rebooted it and changed the the voice actors. Oh, was back not, then, it, wasn't it Jason uh, anymore? Was no, no, so, yeah, no, no longer David Jason and Terry Scott because Terry Scott had obviously passed away a fairly long time ago. Uh, but yeah. I mean that that was that was kind of the unique thing about Danger Mouse is it had two comedy stalwarts of British television and film playing the the, the two main you know title characters of Danger Mouse and Penfold and yeah I think it was just it was just ridiculously fun and light hearted mm. and it gave way um, to uh, Count Duckula as well, which was obviously also made by Cosgrove, Cosgrove Hall. Hall. Yeah, who made so many. Are they? Are they? Um, are they still around? Cosgrove Hall? Or are they closed down now? I don't know. Um, hmm. It feels like they might be. I don't know if they've been bought by someone or hmm. taken over. But but obviously that they must have been involved in the reboot of Danger Mouse. I think. Uh, unless, yeah, unless they'd cease to exist and the license was bought by someone else, but um, oh but yeah, yeah, no, they they uh, quick bit of googling, uh, yeah. they are defunct. Sadly, I went defunct oh. in two thousand nine. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, but they go years back. They did because um, there was an animated. I think it was a stop motion animated version of Wind in the Willows. Yeah, they go back they to did. the seventies. Yeah, they did Rainbow, Noddy, Super Ten. So there was what, there was a pilot of Super Ten in nineteen seventy five. What? Oh God! <laughs> Jamie and the Magic Torch. They did. Oh God! Oh, I love that. Uh, the Kenny Everett Video Show. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, they were going into two thousands. 
and didn't say didn't say here why they went defunct, but yeah, sadly they are no more. Oh, that's that's emotional. But, um, yeah, okay. So let's. Um, I'm going to go in man. I'm going to go straight back to you to your top pick now. Um, I won't go on about Centurions because we covered that uh, in the past um, uh, episode, the reboot episode. But I, I do want to highlight that as being quite high up for me. But for the purposes of this episode, I'm going to cite the brilliance of Dungeons and Dragons already mentioned. But um, I, uh, yeah, I adored that. I loved that show. I, it's been some time since I've obviously sat down to see it, but uh, there was something very big. I have the, I have the entire... It. I have the entire mm. season series on uh, DVD. If you want to borrow it, wow, yeah, wow. gosh, yeah. Well, uh, do you have the added radio play on it now? <laughs> uh, I don't think I do. I think I probably got it before that was done. So it would be amazing to sit down. It's, I can't think. It's probably I can't even think how long it's been since I sort of sat down to it. But it was it was an incredible show. It was very always bittersweet because they're you know, reach the end of the episode and complete their task. But the main goal is obviously to to kind of get home. And it's, as we mentioned earlier, it's something that they never actually uh, did, which was very sad. But um, there, there were elements about it, like Venger as a villain was fantastic. I loved him. I thought he was brilliant. He was, mm. um, yeah, he was excellent. Yeah, it's a damn fine show. And uh, also, uh, shout out to uh, diversity in the characters as well. Yeah. In the group. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at the time, you know, you've got black girl. Um, fair enough, all the rest of the kids are white, but, you know, girls, boys <laughs> in there. Yeah, you know, you got to take what you can, take whatever you can get. But, um, but yeah, no, that was, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, really Who was your, fa- your favourite out of the group? Um. Uh, who? Oh, that the 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 bow and arrow for me. Oh, I can't remember his name, but uh, Hank, the, the, uh, Hank, the kind of Hank. Hank. I yeah. I I liked Hank. Uh, I like quite a lot. Yeah, and um, I guess Ralph Mouth's uh the 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 knight. Yeah. Um, played yeah. by Ralph Mouth from Happy Days. He was always hilarious. But uh, yeah, he was probably my favorite. But um. Yeah, everything about it was 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 a really great show, and I remember that very grim, very very bizarre episode where they capture Venger and they have that conversation about whether or not to kill him. Do you guys remember that? And no. it's sort of like Hank is like he's poised to nail him with the like they've captured. He's like tied up, yeah. and they're kind of like let's kill him now. And it's and I remember thinking, oh, Damn. we're there. <laughs> like this is this is That's- quite heavy. That's a good I turn. looked it up. Yeah, yeah. And I, I looked it up in like this conversation and it did happen. And apparently it was quite controversial at the time because it wasn't really something, you know, that kids uh, should have been yeah. subjected to. And, kids, and you kids, commit, that thing. kids committing homicide, even if it's in some yeah. fantasy world, it's still a bit dodge. That's, exactly, that's yeah. And w- with them each having a pair of nunchucks, so it was just as violent as it could get. <laughs> <laughs> apparently the episodes you're talking about... Um, got a lot of controversy mm. uh, because because yeah as as, it, as you say the the fact that it talked about or they talked about killing their nemesis um apparently got them in quite a lot of hot water mm. but as a you know it, it i think when you're really you you pick up on patterns of what when you're watching stuff and i think it just being super young and watching that and being very aware that oh this is this has kind of taken a turn, you know, and I think it kind of added to the show for me. I just, 
Yeah, I, I yeah, quite a strong uh, affection for that show. So that would be my pick. Nice. Nice. The I think my favourite, or probably one of the most memorable um, for me at the time, uh, because I grew up reading things like the the Dandy Beezer, Wizard and Chips. So the the comics I used to buy were what we call the funnies. I didn't really have much access to Marvel or DC Comics back when I was that age. So I think I bought Judge Dredd and a few weird random things like that. So my first introduction to the X-Men was X-Men, the animated cartoon. And I absolutely adored that show. Fantastic show. It just had so much gravity to it, you know, and the characters were fantastic. That was, I mean, the, the theme tune was incredible. Yeah. Um, I think it it felt like you were, you know, you were properly watching a comic. Um, yeah. The Sentinels, I think, you know, that was the first time I'd ever personally seen the Sentinels. And, yeah, uh, I thought as, as a concept, they were incredible. Yeah, it was, so, it was a great, great, um, great cartoon. One thing that I always give it credit for as well, um, having read the comics for a number of years before the cartoon started and being a bit worried about, because this is before we had the MCU and actual proper representation of comic characters in media. And this is the yeah. first time, and up until that point, it'd been like, oh no, doing a comic book movie or a TV show and it's going to be shit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then this came out and I was like, okay, yes, this is this is legit. This is really good proper heavyweight storylines, great animation, um, great action, ticking nine out of the 10 boxes that I would have liked to have seen. It wasn't perfect, but it was as near on as it could have been as someone who was a comic uh, fan of comics beforehand. So I would have been probably maybe a bit more critical than someone like yourself who'd not really um, read the comics. I was 100% like, Totally happy with it. Really, really good cartoon. Well, apparently, I mean, I know it was quite a lot of what happened in the the seasons uh, in the show. Because I think there's about five seasons. It ran for quite a long time. Mm. Um, was actually based on quite a few of the comics, or at least... It yeah. Did. They did. They pulled a lot of stuff directly from storylines and uh, story arcs in the comics. Which, again, is another thing that was super refreshing as well. That apparently that whole the whole set is going to be available on Disney Plus as well, which will be yes. To sit down and, and watch that. Uh, go on, TJ. Oh, uh, number one. Uh, so yeah, my number one. Um, in typical TJ fashion, I want to do two <laughs> number ones. Um, first one is possibly one of the first cartoons I ever kind of caught regularly uh thanks to my brothers i think maybe um and that was uh, battle of the planets which has gone by various different names um um what's the american there was an american version which is called g-force um the original Yeah, yeah the original japanese version was uh uh Gatchaman or something like that. I forget now. Um, 
And then Battle of Planets is what came out over here. And yeah, it's just kind of first step into that sort of Japanese animation, anime type um, cartoon. Visuals are incredible. Um, Just the most bizarre storylines as well. Um, But just like really cool, cool looking characters um, that just kind of drew, drew me in. So... Uh, plus also one of the characters' names was Jason, which is my name as well. And he had an awesome black version of the uniform they had and he drove a race car. So it's like, yes, I'm all about that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, love Battle of the Planets when I was a kid. But I think one of the ones that's really stuck with me, um, was Mysterious Cities of Gold. Sorry to go back to what we've already mentioned, but, um, Again, like I say, one thing I found with a lot of these cartoons is that a lot of episodes are, you know, stuff that, a bunch of stuff that happens in the next episode, a bunch of stuff that happens. Even Dungeons and Dragons kind of suffers from that a little bit. Um, and Cities of Gold was constructed very, very well, I think. Um, probably helped by the fact it was only 39 episodes, but it had a continuous story arc. You had character development. You had, uh, progression in the story you had a start a middle and a finish um yeah just a really great intelligent very very well written cartoon uh which i absolutely love and you're gonna sing the theme tune for us right now <laughs> this is the part where imran puts in the music for seeds <laughs> <series> of gold <laughs> And then I can style it out as I was singing it. No. You really think, especially with my voice sounding as rough as, rough as it is right now, I can hit that sort of high note. You're having a laugh. Never happened. I wonder how it goes. I don't really remember the lyrics, though. Uh, someday we'll find... Um, oh, what's it? Oh, I can't remember. Whoa. Cities of gold. That's what I remember. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of wailing. There's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of that going on in it. Um, but yeah, I don't remember the lyrics. Imran, come on! Your your worst, your absolute, the cartoon that you hated seeing left the room when it came on. Well, I actually I don't have massively clear memories of really hating. Uh, like any show, and I, I kept thinking that I must have it wrong, and I was Googling 80s, 90s shows to try and sort of, you know, remind myself of things that I just hated. I got, I mean, I remember having a real disdain for GoBots just because even back then I was like, well, this is just a ripoff. Like, and it's sort of, it's a, a lower, you know, a far lower tier, you know, copy of, of Transformers. And I just found that... I hate, but also, I hate to say, this, yeah, but also, Transformers, but GoBots came out. Came before. out before, yeah. I think what? that's yeah. GoBots, GoBots came out before Transformers. That that was the thing that really blew my mind as well. Hang on, that. So, it's like someone someone saw GoBots and went, "Do you know what? I could do a better job than that." And everyone did it and made a load of money. But yeah. So if you think of the, maybe the toys, the Japanese toys, you know, Diaclone, Microman, and all that. That probably predated GoBots, um, but by the time Bandai, uh, sorry, by the time Hasbro 
had bought Takara and Bandai and all these different licenses and brought them over and repackaged them with Marvel writers creating the, the, the names, the stories and the comics. I think by, by the time that happened, GoBots had already come out. So whether or not GoBots were, were paying any, or the people that, that created GoBots characters and storylines had already looked at what, what was over in Japan and paid any attention to it, I don't know. But yeah, GoBots came out first. Okay, I'm going to change my answer to Transformers. What a second-rate budget <laughs> rip-off of the class and awesomeness of GoBots. I'm disgusted. <laughs> the problem with GoBots was, and I, I had a lot, quite a lot of GoBots toys because they were just cheaper. They actually tried to appeal to, um, well, basically to, to an audience who could, you know, afford budget version of Transformers, which is what a lot of the toys were. Damn. Well, Poor GoBots. GoBots got a rough ride of it. So I think a lot of a lot of kids probably thought the same thing you did in random and, and just mm. dismissed GoBots for that reason. They're like, ah, it's a Transformers ripoff. It's actually, we were around a lot. But a even just to look it. at the shows, though, I mean... I know, the animation was clearly better. Yeah, yeah. yeah, one was clearly better. Yeah. And that was GoBots. Can't really. I, I also remember. I don't know his name. It was like Skeeter or Scooter or something. But you had, you had that kind of comic relief crap character. You had a sort of squeaky voice, a bit like a bit like Jar Jar Binks, but in robot form. Um, so that was another thing. Sounds, kind of sounds fun. About robots. Um, oh, but you know. I quite like. I mean, we think Leader One's so their equivalent of uh, Optimus Prime was a, you know, F sixteen or F fifteen, whatever it is, F fifteen fighter jet. But, you know, there were some pretty cool things about it. You're not um, telling. You're not telling me Prime couldn't kick the shit out of Leader One, though. Come on. <laughs> you saw how Prime fucked up Megatron in that. In that <laughs> the bad guy um, for Gobots was Psykill, wasn't it? So it was like a Harley Davidson. The game was pretty cool, but yeah, yeah, yeah. no, not having it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so TJ, uh, a cartoon you really, really hated. Controversial, controversial, because I know a lot of people uh, beloved this cartoon and sing along to the theme music whenever it's played, and lose their shit about it and get really happy about it, but. I when it used to come on, I just used to roll my eyes and more often than not turn over. And it was Dog Tanyon and the Three Muscounds. <laughs> it was, I mean, uh, I don't know. It just, it's a dog. It's a fucking. Uh, uh, I mean, I no, no, just no. It was bad because I think it was probably one of those things that had been syndicated. I don't think it was maybe meant like for an American or UK audience. So it kind of felt a bit like... Yeah, there was a a cutesiness about it that just used to wind me up and I just, I couldn't, couldn't get on board. As soon as I heard that theme music, I was just like, I'm out, I'm done. And sing the theme music? Hell no. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Hell to the no. 
I don't remember that show much at all, but I got it. I'll confess. I remember liking it a lot. But I don't remember anything about it at this point. But I do remember I quite liked it. See, I don't it's remember. Always it's, always, it's always one, isn't there? It, it's anime, as in it's a Japanese. Oh, yeah, yeah. Snip-on animation, so it's not even. I, I, for some reason, I was convinced it would be. I don't know, like a, uh, well, maybe potentially made in Japan, but um, co-made with a, a French or Canadian um, animation studio. But no, it was actually anime. Really? Uh, yeah. No, it's still shit. <laughs> anyway. Well, which, which, I one season, and I, I agree with you, TJ. I used to, I used to hate it because it was also there was there was some weird historical context about it. Like it was actually trying to play out events. Well, it was the, yeah, it was doing the the Legend of the Musketeers and the French Revolution and all that kind of stuff, and it's just like no, <laughs> no. It was, yeah, it was pretty mince. That was a pretty, um, that was a pretty brutal time of period of history as well. And you're just gonna put a bunch of cutesy dogs in there. <laughs> yeah. A little bit inappropriate, I feel. <laughs> but yeah, maybe that's just yeah. me. It, it was naff. Um, so I'm gonna steam in with one I really hated, and I think I shouldn't maybe have hated it as much as I did. But every time Inspector Gadget came on. I it just triggered me because <laughs> I liked the concept of it, but I didn't like the plotting and the dynamic that basically you had uh, uh, you had Penny and Brains, the the kid and the Hound with all, and they had all the gadgets and they were super intelligent and they were they were supposed to be his niece or something, which I don't know how how can they be his niece when he's a robot, but anyway. But he was just—he was, was a robot. He was a—he's a dude that just had a bunch of stuff. Well, right? I, I don't know. It was, it was like you know, you got so many mods going on there that it, it never felt like he was a real human. But at, anyway, at I'm, worst, he was a cyborg. I guess sure okay. that far. But yeah, <laughs> maybe he was a cyborg. But he was always a complete bumbling idiot. And these, you know, Penny, Penny and Brain would do all this amazing stuff. To apprehend, to solve the crime, apprehend the villain, and he would just bumble through the entire episode, going, "Oh wow, that was a piece of luck! Oh wow, that was a piece of luck!" And, and at the end of it, he, had, you know, he was victorious, taking all the credit, while they were just sort of like giggling in the background. It was just like, "This is just like, no, I want him to fail miserably," and everyone laughed at how cretinously crappy is yeah but it also didn't start off like that it wasn't that wasn't quite how the dynamic was it started off that he was semi like he would at least try and you know you uh, mentioned this before but i don't remember this at all i remember just him being a doofus the whole time i think he was but it, it felt like the dynamic was almost between three of them rather than just him Blindly going along while whilst Penny and the Brain um, sorted everything out. Uh, I swear it changed. Well, in, in my head it, it changed because I remember I went from sort of tolerating it a bit to really disliking it. Well, I think you know, the first couple of times you watch it, you're like, oh yeah, okay, he's like the comedy, and they're the smart ones. And then afterwards, like, okay, yeah, I've seen this like sixty five times, and you stop there. Uh, the other thing as well, I was wondering about Inspector Gadget. Was that? Obviously, like he's been 
So go on. <laughs> Obviously, he's been like created by the government to be the ultimate cyborg copper, not quite Robocop, but you know, whatever. Um, you think someone would invest in making him a bit smarter? With the amount of millions of dollars it would cost to give him all those gadgets and all that tech, surely you'd do something to, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I've thought about Inspector Gadget too much. <laughs> I need to is, need to move on with my life. <laughs> he he's a creation or he's a cyborg because I never I I still to, I know it's, we're talking about it now, but I, to this day I don't know what he was. I always just presumed he was. Oh, did you not see the, did you not see the backstory episode of how he became Inspector Gadget? No, I yeah, he, he chased some criminals into this old steel mill, and they shot the shit out of him. <laughs> and then he got picked up by this government agency. And they, oh wait, when he no, tried to go home. His his family had left, and they it's that time he had left. And only his niece and the dog were there. No one yeah. explained why. Just those two were there. It's all a bit yeah. weird. <laughs> We're not even sure if it's his okay. niece. It's just, it's just an old dude that likes hanging around with a young girl, which is even more weird. Uh. It, it's so strange. Right, so it, uh, according to his the description of the cartoon, which I didn't, apparently Wild Brain, but anyway, Disney own the rights now. But yeah, he is a, a clumsy... Uh, Disney own the rights to everything, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. A clumsy, simple-witted bionic detective... Uh, and he's a human being with various bionic gadgets built into his body. So yeah, you're right. He he, he was a bloke, and for some reason they 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 spent their billions on a complete numbskull. Did but, anyone see the Inspector Gadget movie with Matthew Broderick? As we're talking, yes. <laughs> no, I didn't see it. I knew I, I watched it from beginning to end, but I I, I think I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of it. And for that, for the very reason why I've not seen it is because I can't stand the cartoon. So yeah. yeah. To be to be fair, what I've what I saw of it felt quite uh, true to the cartoon. But as you said, it's not a particularly good thing if you did not like the cartoon. Nope. And it certainly wasn't popular and didn't. No, no one thought. Oh, great! There's a there's a massive franchise there. Um, so yeah, it's quietly, quietly the gadgets, died. the the gadget saga, the gadget. Yes. <laughs> um, are there any other stinkers we want to point out before we wrap up? I'm going to very quickly with one, oh. if I may. I know oh. I, I only had this one up my sleeve because I know Dan initially referenced it as something that he really loved, uh, but for me, I just detested this. Uh, kind of level of animation, sort of level of storytelling. But Ren and Stimpy, uh, hey. it's not something I spent much time on at all, but it's kind of weird. I mean, I, since you guys are on the Google, I mean, like, do you guys have you ever seen like SpongeBob SquarePants? Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, yeah, I know of it, but yeah. Is it the same company, them. that kind of level of humor and the way they tell their stories and just the hugely grotesque element to it? Because and Lee got really into SpongeBob, and you watch it, and it's like, what? Who I think creates it's, this stuff? I think it's something from, yeah. I think, and I also think it's something 
that there was a period where there were a lot of cartoons that had that real sort of rough, grotesque, um, quite um, skittish animation type, if that makes any sense. Around around sort of like the mid, maybe the mid-90s, I think it was. And that sort of like, that kind of Nickelodeon style, stuff like Rugrats, Spongebob, um, like you say, Ren and Stimpy, that that kind of element. What's the one with a cow? Uh, cow, cow and chicken. Cow, that's it, cow and chicken. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think who, whoever, yeah, whoever kind of the, 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 the studios, you know, the animators who created Ren and Stimpy obviously went on to kind of use that style. But it, it's interesting to, to know, uh, I don't know if I've probably mentioned this on another podcast before, back in the, uh, back in the Liberation Frequency days, but um, Ren and Stimpy, the first cartoon, so the the first season um, was, they, they basically axed the creator. So the guy who who, who created Ren and Stimpy, they, they only allowed him to do one season of the cartoon before they bumped him. They carried on doing the cartoon, but without him. And this is because his animation style was just so weird and out there and strange that they couldn't they couldn't make it for children. Um, <laughs> and there's even Ren and Stimpy, uh, the adult show. Oh, was that? Um, yeah, they they launched on some Sassy. random yeah on some random streaming or channel. It wouldn't have been streaming service, so it'd be some random channel in, in America, they, they released an adult version of Ren and Stimpy, which I haven't actually seen, but it was just bawdy and weird. Um, and then I think they axed that soon after. It's like but the yeah, animated version of Baywatch Nights. Remember that? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> wow, you, yeah, you dug deep into, deep into the archives of Shitdom for that one, didn't you? But I actually really love Ren and Stimpy, not because... <laughs> I thought you were going to say Paywatch Nights. amazing show. But Ren and Stimpy, for me, it was the first time you'd seen that style of animation, and it was so weird and surreal that I actually... I, I really I really loved it. Um, also, I also be doing all the drugs. That's why Dan loved it. Yeah. all the drugs like, and another one of the honourable mention is Beavis and Butthead which was again yeah. you know, one of those cartoons that you you, you didn't really there was, there was nothing like it um, um, in that in that day and age you know that this was something that was just weird, crass, really stupid, really dumb but quite graphic and just frankly odd um, but yeah so I, I get why people don't like it, um, or why you don't like it, man. But yeah, I actually quite, for the originality, it, it was quite um, interesting at the time. I am, um, I'm going to give, uh, no stinkers, but I'm going to give a shout out to a couple of cartoons that didn't, we had, didn't mention, or I don't think we mentioned. Uh, Ulysses 31, awesome cartoon, awesome theme music. Um, Thundercats. I don't know if you mentioned that. Another great. No, no, no. Cool. Um, 
the Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers, which was a bit later on, maybe sort of late night, uh, mid nineties, late nineties. Um, I'm not sure how big it was over here. I'm not sure it was very big at all, but that was a really, really awesome cartoon. It's familiar. Yeah, um, yeah. It would have been probably. Yeah, I'm sure it was sort of mid to late nineties. Um, it, it might have been just as we. I say just as we, just as you guys stopped watching cartoons and I was still watching cartoons. Um, um, And um, there was one more and I forget what it was now. I could start going into MTV. As you mentioned Beavis and Butthead, I thought about a lot of the MTV stuff, but that's going a bit more into the kind of 2000s and um, not what we're talking about here today. So maybe for another show. Yeah, fair play. Um, I just wanted to call out a few things which were more stop motion stuff or what well, not stop motion, well, stop motion and puppeteer stuff. So, um, I, I grew up, I really loved the Moomins. Um, I also loved Fraggle Rock. Nice. Um, I loved and now Dan's going to sing the theme music to Fraggle Rock. <laughs> uh, count your cares away, worries for another day. Let the music play down at Fraggle Rock. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm afraid that is incorrect. That does not count as singing. Oh. <laughs> You're going to pick up on the phrasing and say, "No, no, no, no!" <laughs> I was like, wow, someone knows their rock. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> He's all about the Fraggle. <laughs> well, that I, don't don't I, I don't want to put anyone through that. Um, but yeah, no. Um, uh, another one, I, another one, have to mention before we wrap up is Terror Hawks. Ah, oh, nice, Cause, good shout. Because I, I think we were probably, I think all, all of us would have probably seen um, Thunderbirds, but it, we, we weren't probably the, you know, that, that that generation was a little bit behind us in terms mm. of Joe Knighty, Thunderbirds, even Stingray, I think. Whereas it felt like Terror Hawks was our Jerry Anderson hmm. kind of oh Captain uh, well Captain Skyler well that was actually probably still sixties wasn't it 17. it was yeah I mean don't get me wrong a lot of these things were still good and they were yeah. but, um, Captain Scarlet was definitely on and was definitely good, was, so, actually yeah. of, all, of all those things Captain Scarlet for me was was the one primarily because in every episode someone would die and I always thought fuck like. This is some serious shit. Someone's gonna die. Like you never saw people getting killed in like cartoons, really, or anything like that. No, Captain Scarlet, someone will either be in like dire peril or literally die. Well, well more often than not, it'd be Captain Scarlet that dies because that was his gimmick. But you know, it's still kind of a big deal at the time. Well, I also thought that the one one thing about Terrorhawks that was just insane was it. The characters were horrific. They were so ugly. And yeah, scary. but the, what was the woman? The was it Zel- Zelda? Zelda. Yeah, she was fucking terrifying. She reminded yeah, she reminded, reminded me of the uh, Skeksis in um, uh, Dark Crystal. She reminded me of those yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. But yeah, no, the 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 bad guys. There was like some. It's like a cave monster and a thing that just sort of had a had no face and oh 
And there was a baby. There was an evil baby. Do you remember the evil baby? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> we'll have to do a follow-up. Every show should have an evil baby. <laughs> oh, it should. We'll have to do a follow-up about, about a fucked-up UK children's TV show because there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. Like, Jamie and the Magic I mean, Torch. Magic Roundabout, come on. <laughs> the Brits know how to do a fucked up TV show, trust me. It's true. Well, did you ever watch Chucky? Children of Chucky? No, uh, that sounds... Tripods? Oh, man. Well, as I said, we'll, we'll save it for another episode. Oh, um, another shout out for Terror Hawks. I, the one thing that always... Always is stuck in my mind. I don't remember any episodes at all, but I do remember at the end of every episode they'd have the Noughts and Crosses thing. Yeah, the Noughts and Crosses wow. gimmick. I always thought I was quite that was quite funny. It was really weird, but yeah. And to to explain to people of Noughts and Terrorhawks, each each the the bad guys for some reason had squares with faces, and the squares with faces with fire guns. And the good guys had uh, circular orb things with eyes, both both kind of like animated robot things. And yeah, as TJ says at the end of every episode, they would play noughts and crosses. Uh, <laughs> so weird. They, yeah, so, so weird. So weird. And the best bit was when you get like the the when the bad guys would cheat. Yeah, do you remember that? You get like one that would just like shove another one out of the way. Like, wait, what? It was such a it's weird thing to have at the end of an episode. But and it yeah. had nothing to do with the episode either. Nope. It was, just like, <laughs> it was like, like someone went, let's do Lords of Crosses. Sure. Why not? Because why not? <laughs> when it used to come on TV. Actually, I just, uh, sorry, I know we've gone on for a bit. Just also remember, do you guys remember Spider-Man and his amazing friends? Oh, brilliant choice. Yeah. And it's funny because obviously really good cartoon at the time, really good fun, but thinking back on it now, like having read the comics and seen where those characters fit in in the, in the Marvel Universe, those three guys should never, ever, ever have been friends. <laughs> they had no business, like, <laughs> knowing each other in any way, shape, or form. But that's just me being a comic nerd. It was, yeah, it was out of place. Sorry, yeah, no. Yeah. You're right. Iceman's a mutant. Spider-Man's, well, Spider-Man, and Firestar is a mutant, but the, the three the of them should never hung out. Yeah, it was very yeah. weird. Apart from they just lived in an apartment together. All right, sure. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to everyone for listening and tune in for more soon. It is the 16th century. From all over Europe, great ships sail west to conquer the new world, the Americas. The men eager to seek their fortune, to find new adventures in new lands. They long to cross uncharted seas and discover unknown countries, to find secret gold on a mountain trail high in the Andes. They dream of following the path of the setting sun that leads to El Dorado and the mysterious cities of gold. Every day, every day and night With the condor in flight With all your friends
Bye. <laughs> bye. Say bye, Imran. Bye, Imran. Oh, God. Oh, that was lame as hell. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Ooh. That's Ooh. worse. <laughs> oh, God. Just stop recording. Turn it off, damn it. Uh, oh, hang on. I'm actually on that. Oh, God, here we go.